What's good, everyone? It's Cheats here from the Black Baseball Mixtape. Before we get into this episode, I want to take a moment to thank you for checking out the podcast. I want to ask a huge favor of you, and that is to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. It's a fantastic episode featuring Dylan Smith of the Erie Seawolves. I also want to ask you to jump over to the Black Baseball Mixtape Instagram page and follow there. We had an amazing conversation this week with Oakland A's legends Dave Smoke Stewart and Bip Roberts talking about Oakland's pending move to Las Vegas, the legacy of the Oakland community, the great players that came out of Oakland. It is a fantastic conversation, and it is not on the podcast. I hope to get it on the podcast sometime this week, but it is not on the podcast. You can see it, hear it, and follow that amazing conversation only right now on our Instagram page. So please tell a friend about the Black Baseball Mixtape. Follow, subscribe to the podcast, follow on Instagram, and do all you can to help spread the word about our site. I'm really, really excited about what's happening and what we're building. With that, we're about to get into an amazing episode. This episode was recorded on location in Richmond, Virginia. The Erie Seawolves were visiting the Richmond Flying Squirrels in the Eastern League. So A Baseball, we're in the dugout and we're visiting with the number 15 prospect in the Tigers organization, right-handed pitcher Dylan Smith. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. I am your host, Cheats. As always, the Black Baseball Mixtape is brought to you by the Family Podcast Network. I have a very special guest with me, and this is the first time we're doing this. We are coming live in Richmond, Virginia, from the Diamond, and we are on location. The Black Baseball Mixtape has never been on location before. Joining me for this very special episode is the number 15 prospect in the Detroit Tigers organization, right-handed pitcher, Dylan Smith. Dylan, welcome to the mixtape. Thank you for having me. Man, I'm excited to talk to you. When you, you've been in this for a little while now, and you've been through the draft. You've been through a couple of spring trainings. You're in double-A ball affiliate. We're with the Erie Seawolves now. When you take a step back, even maybe not now because you're in it right now, but even in the offseason, do you put in perspective like, man, this is really happening. I'm playing pro. I've played this game my entire life, and now I'm at the double-A level playing pro baseball. You know, like, I kind of look at it and I, I laugh a little bit because, you know, I've always dreamed of this moment as a kid, you know, and not many people get to dream that, you know, I'm playing baseball every day as a job. You know, exactly. some people don't exactly. get to live out their dream to do that. So, you know, I'm just blessed to be here and to be able to do what I love. What is the mentality now? You're, the season is brand new, but you are pitching. You, you've already pitched here in Richmond. Is it is it routine mentality? Is it? I know you always have goals and you want to try to achieve those goals, hit some metrics, and, and obviously work hard. But what is the mentality? Is it more of a daily grind one day ahead of it, or is it like – try to keep things big picture what do, you, what do you do so so my grind is every day like you know when I come to the ball ballpark like you know every day I have a focus that I want to do you know whether like in catch play you know say if my fastball command was off in the game well I'm trying to command my fastball when I play catch because you know 
all translates to when you get on the mound. So if I want to work on my breaking ball, I'm doing breaking ball drills, like just trying to figure out different things to get that right feel so therefore I can go out there and dominate with that pitch in the game. So I just find different ways to, to kind of like get better every day. When you're trying to get better every day as a pro player, how, how, what is the kind of guidance and the assistance? Because obviously kids at the youth level, they'll, they'll have personal trainers that they're working with. Obviously you have a wonderful coaching staff here. You played at the University of Alabama. You, obviously you had folks there. Is it more on you as a player to say these are the things I want to work on or do you get kind of instruction from other people as well? No, it's, it's more on you because at the end of the day, this is your job. So, like, you're going to have people that help you, like, recommend things. And you want to listen to those recommendations because those things can help you, but you also got to be able to filter things that you don't want and you kind of have to have a balance between mm -hmm. the two things. You know, so it's kind of a give and take. Let's go back. Because I, I want to go back to see how you got to this point of living your dream. We talked a little bit before the interview started. You were born in Huntsville, Alabama, but you played most of your kind of youth and, and high school career in Texas. When did you fall in love with the game and realize that baseball is something you wanted to do? <laughs> so actually, you know, like I always was in love with the sport of baseball. I grew up playing all sports when I was a younger kid. So, I mean, I played football, basketball, baseball. I ran track. I mm. played soccer. Um, my mom even had me at gymnastics when I was a little kid. So, like, I've done I've done a lot of different things. So, there's nothing like – I say I just love sports, you know, growing up. So, when I really fell in love with baseball, I say when I was about eight years old, I played on the all-minority all team growing up when we played travel ball mm -hmm. um, called the Missouri City Monarchs. And – from that moment, like, you know, it's different because you don't really see too many people like like yourself yeah. playing baseball. And we had a full team, you know, that was all minorities pitching. You had Alpha, you know, yeah. anything you can name. And we was going out and playing tournaments and winning a lot of tournaments. And it was kind of like, like, oh, like, you know, as a – when we formed like a brotherhood too. So at the end of the day, it was kind of like a, a cool moment because everyone was kind of forming together to, you know, live out their dreams. I want you to stay on that because having that experience is it's and actually it's very unique. It's very unique. Some you know, some areas, some travel teams, some youth leagues are able to build that, but to have that and to say it and is it's very unique. And you referenced it even today. Right. The fact that that was was there ever kind of a separation for you um, where b baseball may not have been the cool thing to do as a as a black athlete because if you've had that experience so young it makes it it almost makes it more familiar right yeah so like when i was younger you know everyone's always usually more of your black black yeah. people are playing either football or oh, basketball. speak freely speak freely on this podcast yeah my so man. like <laughs> usually, you know you tell it they are everyone's always choosing basketball or they're choosing football or you like ah right, let's go run track but you know, people forget about baseball because baseball is an expensive. It's kind of expensive when you when you really bring into terms of you know travel. Now you got hotel costs. Now you got baseball glove, baseball bat. So it's like it's kind of hard to keep up with those type of things. Yeah. I mean, you know, not everyone is in a middle class situation either. Right. So I felt like football, you kind of give everything handed to you. You know, yeah. when you, you sign up, you get the pass, you get the the helmet. You ain't really buying much in football. You know, like when you look at basketball, same same situation until you start talking about travel basketball. Yeah. Like 
Same situation. You kind of get everything given to you Did once you sign up. When you had that team, the Monarchs, and it was a bunch of black players going around winning tournaments. Did you have uh, black coaches and like, I bl- did. like Air- black, black people around? Everybody. Well, old head, the old heads were old the ones heads, giving games. Everybody. Game. That's so unique, man. The like, organization. Uh, that's so awesome to hear. And it's not like, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in pockets, but I'm assuming as you got older, mm-hmm. you started noticing the numbers of black players declining, and especially as you got you know, excelling and people start to identify right. you as an all-star and, and somebody that would be a college recruit. When did you start looking around and being like, yo, this is different? So actually, like, when our team kind of broke off, uh, right when everyone went to high school, hmm. so it was kind of like we had half the team was eighth grade, half the team was ninth grade. So it was like we knew that that point was going to come. But when we got to high school, you kind of started to see the numbers decline, especially when we went to different high schools, hmm. you know, like, I was on a travel team and I would be the only one, or I'd be on a travel team and it's only like so you one went other from person. a team where everybody was there to being like you said when you get to high school you might be the only black right. player on the team. So like it was it was less than four and I was like man oh, the man. numbers dropped off and it's like because I think like I told you baseball is kind of an expensive sport. Yeah. So and let's let's not kid ourselves it's hard. Yeah, it's a hard. hard. I mean, yeah, not hard. saying basketball is not hard and football is not hard, but baseball is hard. It's hard and it mentally, you know, challenges you every day. Were, were you always a pitcher? So I actually was actually an outfielder first. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> I actually played outfield. Man, I was a center fielder. Um, I was moving out there. I ran a six four five six. I like it. I so, like it. You know, it's kind of interesting you say that because. Even in high school, like, I had baseball scouts ask me why I never showcased my outfield skills. And okay. I always told them, like, being a pitcher is easier to make it to the show than being you a think? position player. You think? I do think so. Okay, okay. The only reason I say that is because, let's see, is it easier I'm going to take hit? your word for it. You're living it. Well, I'm just saying, it, it's, <laughs> it's harder to hit 98 every day, yeah. you yeah. know, and guys that have, you know, absolute crazy off-speed versus going out there and you doing it. I hear you. I hear you. Quickly tell me uh, you made the decision to go to the University of Alabama. So we joked around uh, Huntsville till you were three, then Texas. But you <laughs> returned back to Alabama. I did. What was it about University of Alabama, Crimson Tide, SEC baseball, which is a whole different – you know, it's a whole different beast. Right. And so I don't think a lot of people that's listening may not know when you talk <laughs> about SEC baseball – You've done it. You've lived it. You got look. You got the ticket. What what made the decision about University of Alabama, and how was that experience of just SEC ball? So yeah, my my family was actually close by. Like my family's originally from Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. So it was kind of like yeah, I had some uh, of my people are too, though. It's a small world. We go we go compare notes later. So what's uh, crazy is like I had a support system already in Alabama, just knowing that my family was already in Birmingham. You know, that's 45 minutes from Tuscaloosa, so I was kind of, like, already excited. I dreamed of being at Alabama ever since I was a little kid. Really? I was always an Alabama fan. Okay. So when I was younger, you know, I used to always tell people, like, so they always ask me, where are you going to school? University of Alabama. Where are you going to do at Alabama? Before, before the recruits. you were Before, just always, the, before yeah, the recruits, Alabama. Okay. And what's crazy is I actually did an interview um, when I was at the Houston Texans game. And I was younger. I was playing at a tailgate, you know, playing catch with a football, throwing it. And, you know, they came by and they asked me, like, you know, like a little reporter. Yeah. He asked me, he's like, hey, like, okay, so 
he did like a the Houston Texans with the one first round first pick. It's gonna take Dylan Smith quarterback, and then he asked me. He was like, "What school?" I said, "University of Alabama." Nice. And this nice. is crazy because I always told people I was playing football growing up, which is which interesting. is interesting. Why'd you do any re- <laughs> any reason? I mean, I I was really good in football too. I had offers in football. Okay. To go play college, so it was kind of funny. So when he when he had said that, like. I always tell people, go to Alabama to play football. Man. And I did get the college right. However, yeah. nah, that's great. I went and played baseball. That's dope. So it was like I lived out my dream either way because two sports I love, I was really good in, but I excelled in, in baseball, so made the transition easy. How how was some of those SEC nights? Oh, Alabama, they were crazy. you're playing Ole Miss, you're playing Vandy, <laughs> you're playing Tennessee. How was that experience? That experience was great. I mean, like, just going to different ballparks, such as Mississippi State, man. Mississippi State have sold-out crowds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that probably is the best experience I've had at an That's SEC crazy. school. It's when Mississippi State opened up that new stadium, yeah. and it was like, oh, my goodness. I was pitching. It was Bulldog weekend. Ugh. So I was like, what is going on? It's spring football game and sold-out crowds. Yep. So that was probably my best experience, and then – like I said, I like LSU and Arkansas's yep. environment, especially. Like those, you know, those environments are, are very hostile when it comes to baseball yep. because everyone's paying attention. Once you make one mistake and you hear the crowd, it's like, yep. like whoa, it's, it's, you know. It's, uh, and it's and it's so different. A lot of people that don't, uh, th- that may not follow as closely, don't understand how vastly different it is from where we are now. Like Richmond has a great crowd for a double A double A franchise. But some of those, just the sounds and the and the loudness of some of those SEC nights, especially, right. were were uh, unbelievable. Let let me ask you this, um, because it is the Black Baseball mixtape, and I I, I want to make sure you already told a wonderful uh, kind of how you were introduced, and I think more people should be introduced to a team like the Monarchs. Uh, what challenges have you found being a black man? Pitching, because <laughs> again, it is you look when all eyes are on you when you're on that hill. So you're a black man pitching in pro ball. Uh, have you found any particular challenges, or is it kind of just full speed ahead, moving in? Like, do you notice it? Do you notice like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of say like you're gonna notice more of your challenges actually gonna come through when you get ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. Mainly, you know, college I was always kind of challenged to be better than everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, like my my head coach at Alabama, you know, he's like you got to be better because. Oh, he told you that straight up. Yeah, he was just saying. Yo, but, that's. But he was telling me that's real talk because though. he he understand. Right. And he knows so it's gonna be harder. for It would me. be harder for you if you struggle. Right. So he he wow. he made it harder on me as a person and as a player to be tougher on me off the field and on the field so I can be better. Yeah, I love that. I'm also fascinated by that. And I, But I, I want to make sure, did you know, like did he tell you straight up, like this is what the deal is? Or was it something like after a while you're like, kind of like you sometimes, you know how your parents will do something and they don't really tell you what the end of the book is like? Right. And you just be like, yo, they just hard on me. like. So, you know, I – he didn't really tell me until, like, say more so, like, sophomore year, which was COVID year. Okay. So it was kind of like one of those things where, you know, I kind of was just like, like, why is he being so hard on me? You know, right, we'd it be was like, it'd be some fights. Yeah, it, it's like, you know, 
here and there you you kind of hear like hey that's not good enough and you're like wow. like you know like what's going on like he just threw the same pitches man right he, I, mine wasn't good enough so at first you know i kind of took it a little bit like like why is he coming at me you know i was looking at myself like yeah because you think it's per- you have to I, think yeah, it's personal. yeah i thought it was more you personal but personal. right in reality he was just really just trying to prepare me for how real life is you know everything's not going to be fair everything's not going to be how you really want it you just got to go out there and you know got to play the game mm. you know so you just got to have fun in what you're doing dylan we're gonna we're gonna ask some rapid fire questions i'm gonna ask you one more look one more long form get you some rapid fire questions because we are live at the diamond we're doing this before a game you've already pitched this series yeah. so um but how do we get more of our community, more black fans, more black players? How do we just get more of black culture involved in baseball? You're seeing, you've seen it at so many levels, and you're seeing it now at a pro level. What, what, you know, a team like the Monarchs is something that will stay with you for the rest of your life and keep you excited. Is that something where we need more of that? What would you say to get more people and more of our culture involved in the game? I'll say, honestly, like, you have to, like, kind of go out to experience these type of things like you got to go to the baseball ballpark you know not everyone kind of goes to the baseball field you know not anymore at least but like do those type of things go to go to different camps like um like when a pro player comes in town especially a black black baseball player like try to go experience those type of things you know exposure yeah just try to expose yourself and be around that type of lifestyle and Things will kind of like try to form, and you know that way you can kind of get an idea of like, hey, like it's actually a cool sport once you get to learn it. Who were your favorite players growing up? <laughs> so, growing up, I I really like you know Derek Jeter. Yeah. I like A Rod. Yeah. Um, now I will take it to like Negro League. My Negro League uh, stars that I really liked was Satchel Paige. That's who I really, really like. As a, try pi- to go as, out a pitcher, there as a pitcher, that makes perfect sense. Satchel Page, I was like, man, that's who I want to be. When you're not playing baseball, what's the what, what's the, the top of your list? What is, what are you doing when you're not playing ball? So when I'm not playing baseball, I'm either like just chilling, relaxing, I'm watching movies, um, maybe playing video games. Do you now, play MLB the show? I do play the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, no, see, now are you, have you found yourself? Are you, are you in it yet? Have you found yourself? Or have you made yourself? What's better? So, you have to download me. <laughs> in the, uh, I love it. We will do show. that immediately. I yeah, will do that so, immediately. So, yeah, like, you can actually look me up and, like, okay. people have already made me. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do and, it. Uh, How cool is that, really quick? It, it's actually pretty cool. So like, <laughs> Would you ever think, even when you're a kid, you don't think of that. You think of playing pro ball. No, You don't yeah. think of playing yourself in a video game. No, I, I never thought of it. And so it's kind of funny because yeah. I'll go, like, play franchise mode or, you yeah. know, be the GM of a team. And yeah. I'll go get myself. Like, i go trade for myself yeah. in the roster. And it's like, this is the guy I want. <laughs> if you could pitch to any player living or dead so you're feeling good you got your best stuff who do you want to face <laughs> Ooh. now nah, i want to i want to face mookie betts Ooh. i like it why mookie i mean he's a tough at bat for everybody he's very tough at bat but i want to face him 
<laughs> what do you think you have to do? Not like just to get to the next level and play pro ball. What do you What do you think you have to do to be the best pitcher you want to be? I mean, honestly, just got to make small adjustments on the mound. Like just showing that I'm able to go out there and repeat how that outing was before. So if I go five innings this week, let's see if I can go do it again. Just building up the same same type of outings each time, just having a lot of consistency, you know, behind it. That way I feel like you'll become a better player. If you're able to be consistent on the mound, a lot of great things can happen. Absolutely. Uh, last two questions. What's in your playlist? What do you, what's, what's, <laughs> what's, what's on your playlist right now? What are you listening to on the bus rides? What gets you going? So I like uh, I like Lil Baby. Lil okay. Baby, Lil Baby okay. and Drake. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have future. you been? What's the best con? This is the bonus question. What's the best concert you ever been to? So, haven't been to a little baby concert, and okay. I haven't been to a Drake concert. Okay. But I did go to a Future concert. How was that? Oh, that was great. <laughs> I, uh, I love the Future concert. <laughs> I, um, I like it. I, I like went it. to the Future concert, but I did go to a music festival okay. called Jambalaya. Yeah, yeah. And I went. What 2018? Okay, that was actually really cool. I saw Migos, J Cole, okay. um, Cardi B, like different guys. Ti. Now I'm gonna put you on the spot. Give me your top two, not favorite, but like who's the top two MCs of all time? <laughs> top two of all time. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I don't have two. <laughs> I like everybody. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. There you go. Like you play the smart way. Right, right. <laughs> I got a better one for you. All right. Who is your top? Pitcher of all time. I, like I said, Satchel Page. That's I like who it. I model my game after. I like it. Well, we're going to have to leave it, leave it there. Dylan, it's been a pleasure. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to join us on the Black Baseball Mixtape. We will be following you. We will be rooting for you. We will be trying to make sure people come out to these ballparks yeah. and see you because what you are doing, what you will continue to do as you go throughout your career is phenomenal, and it gives – people like me but also people much younger than me like my eight-year-old son players that they can say not only is he a really talented player on the field but he's also uh, somebody that knows who he is knows his culture and is really really excited for us to come out and root for you so Dylan I wish you the very best as you continue with the rest of the season stay healthy stay consistent yeah. and do your thing son do your yeah. thing thank you really appreciate it Ladies and gentlemen this is our first live on location black baseball mixtape until next time, we see you. Thank you, man. I hope that